Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Your guide to protecting your personal health. Bringing you simplified answers to the complex questions surrounding healthcare. Everything from cancer to liver transplants. Nutrition. Exercise. My yoga and Pilates instructor, Dana Goodale. Mental health and even pet care. Dr. Wayne Hunthausen, Westwood Animal Hospital. Empowering you to take control of your health and wellness. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. But Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. And now, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Our producer, Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened talk shows throughout the United States. 202 affiliates strong. Thanks to all of you out there in the listening audience. By the way, I want to do a quick uh, shout out here to Amarillo, Texas. We're getting a lot of calls and a lot of text messages and emails from the folks in Amarillo, Texas. We appreciate you uh, listening to the broadcast there. They're one of our newer affiliates, and we're very happy to be of help to folks in Amarillo, Texas. If you want to follow me on Instagram, our website, or Facebook, they're all the same in terms of how you do it. America's Healthcare Advocate. The website is americashealthcareadvocate.com. Instagram, website, and Facebook. Uh, There's some new posts up there on Instagram. You'll see me at the Yoga and Pilates studio with my dog, Greta, um, and uh, my instructor, uh, Dana Goodall, who's been instructing me in Yoga and Pilates for the last 11 years. So we we shot a whole series of videos. In fact... Oscar Monterosa, our producer, was the man that shot all those videos, um, and we'll be releasing those over the next several weeks. So they're pretty cool, kind of interesting stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of you listen to me and know that I, you know, I, I, I think doing yoga and Pilates makes a big difference in your life, especially if you're chronologically challenged, like I am at age 71. So there's something you might want to think about. Also, we're getting a lot of feedback on the podcasts. A lot of folks going up on those podcasts on COVID-19 we've done with different doctors, Dr. Main, Dr. Sweat, some of the other doctors we've had on that have talked about some of the protocols and some of the new vaccines out there and things that are happening. Those are all on the podcasts, which are listed on TuneIn, iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and Spreaker. Last but not least, if you are looking for health insurance and you're struggling, you got laid off, uh, you're furloughed, maybe your business is having a problem, whatever the case may be, the lovely Joyce Thompson is always available to help you anywhere in the country, 877-385-2224, 877-385-2224. All right, joining me on today's show, and this 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 just kind of happened. It was kind of amazing. Um, Jordan, me, Joining me today is Jordan Street. She is the president of Core Insurance in Fort Worth, Texas. Welcome, Jordan. Hi there. Great to have you on today. So I was in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, meeting with her on, an, on on some other issues that we were dealing with and, and, and some partnership things we were doing. And we started talking about what they do. They are a property and casualty insurance agency, and they insure people all over the country. And I thought, wow, this might be interesting. We were talking about what happens uh, to insurance as a result of things like COVID-19. Um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about cyber insurance, which I thought was very interesting. And I learned while we were sitting in her offices talking 
There's actually um, a, a, a policy out there for active shooter, which is another thing I thought was interesting. So pandemic, terrorism, active shooter, we're going to cover those topics. And because unfortunately we're doing this show uh, as we continue to see this country deal with the aftermath uh, uh, of the Floyd situation that occurred in Minnesota mm-hmm. when that man was uh, murdered. Uh, we're we're going to talk about um, business owners and their situation with looting and destruction of their property. So we got a lot of ground to cover. Uh, Jordan Street, as I said, mm-hmm. is the president of Core Insurance. She's been in the business for 17 years. She is a proud member of the Council for Insuring Private Clients and was a founding was in the founding class of the Certified Personal Risk Managers designation. So we're happy to have her on. It's just like I said, there are a lot. Of, there's a lot of ground to cover today, and I thought it might be very helpful for a lot of folks out there to hear some of this. So welcome on board, Jordan. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk about these topics because this is, you know, everything is so serious right now. The world is being very unrecognizable to me, and especially in these last 17 years, it's kind of interesting how we're finding all these effects to my industry, so I'm happy to talk on those today. Yeah, and uh, Jordan is a self-described insurance nerd. I think I actually used that line on myself a number of years. Oscar's laughing because back when I ran my agency, uh, RPS Benefits by Design, I was definitely the self-described insurance nerd. We are a little different, Jordan, aren't we? (laughs) We are. I mean, it doesn't matter where I go or what I do. I think about, you know, risk and and how to mitigate and manage. I just can't help it. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about cyber insurance. This was really interesting because, you know, there are a lot of uh, businesses that get hacked. There are a lot of businesses that have had issues with this. Major corporations, credit cards, uh, insurance companies, et cetera. So let's chat a little bit about, you know, a quick overview, if you will, if you would, of why it's important and, and why you should have it. Jordan? Well, so cyber is actually fairly new in the insurance industry. You know, we're just now getting an idea of what we're talking about here and what the claims are going to look like. And, you know, cyber is constantly evolving. We can't really seem to get in front of what hackers are capable of anymore. So in light of that, we've had to have major and constant adjustments to what cyber insurance looks like and how the policies are structured. For instance, a lot of times we may think we have all sorts of cyber coverage, you know, endorsed on a current policy, whether it's a homeowner's or a business policy. And what we may not know, and and in most instances, that doesn't actually cover the crime portion of cyber. So there's there's one side of cyber that's about the criminal acts that may be happening and getting you know indemnified through that, and then there's the other side of it about how we have as business owners a duty to notify all of our clientele should there have been some sort of breach and the expenses that go along with that. So Jordan, when you talk about the crime portion of this, uh, define that a little bit, and then and then what what is the responsibility of the business owner or how does that get handled in terms of damage to their clients? Well, so from the beginning, when we underwrite, we want to be looking for businesses that are training their current employees on on cybercrime. And you're right, it's, it's kind of not defined out there right now. Cybercrime is more uh, coverage that comes into play should there be a ransomware, for instance, and we're asking for an exchange of money if we don't do X or if we have an employee that's been um, solicited to move funds around on behalf of a business owner and they don't know it's not actually their business owner. We want to make sure we're educating our employees to second guess those moments and then verify and clarify, did I actually ask you to move this money? 
you know, and if we're not doing those trainings, we need to. That, that yeah, that's interesting because I I just had a situation like this that was very close to home. The folks at Intercom got hacked, um, and those are uh, Intercom is is one of our broadcast partners, and they are my anchor flagship stations here in Kansas City. Um, and they got hacked, and the whole system went down. In fact, they couldn't record, they couldn't do emails, they couldn't do a lot, they couldn't accept payment. It was it was a, it was a giant mess. So. Talk a little bit about that training, because I think they got caught totally unawares, at least from what I know. Now, they corrected it and, and put a lot of money in, and they were they were given, you know, they were told you have to pay X number of hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, this is a company that has three or 400 radio stations, which they did not do. But talk a little bit about that education, because that really sounds like that's important to me, to recognize what the issue is, and how do you do that, Jordan? Well, so, you know, I think a couple of different ways to look at that is to make sure we go, if we have a cyber policy, a lot of times they provide training to your employees as a value add to having the policy with them. So that's one place we can go get it. I think another thing to consider is when we have a potential for business interruption, we need to make sure that the policy is actually going to respond to that moment and that we are going to have some coverages should we get shut down due to a threat. Um, we need to be thinking about training people that if they do see a ransomware or something like that come across their desk, who to report it to, how, what the remedies are, but make sure that they know to not just delete and go through, that we do need to make sure we're reporting these things. So do you, you know, in these training sessions, do they show them how to recognize, you know, uh, because I, the, the way, and I'm not at all schooled in this, so please help me, uh, how do they recognize if they open an email, you're letting somebody into your system? Are there, are there telltale signs for that? You know, what should people there do? Are. Go ahead. You know what's funny is how tricky they've all become these days on on masking and hiding and shielding these emails. You can have just a slight variance in someone's name or a period in a place that isn't typically there, and we're going so quickly through emails just trying to get life done that we don't even see those little subtle variances. So those trainings are to show you evidences of that and to get you in the mindset to start looking for those things. Yeah, and I'm guessing because that's that's pretty you know that that's pretty significant if it's as much as a misspelled name or a period or something else. Um, and as you said, people mm-hmm. roar through their emails. That's the first thing I do every morning. And I, I literally don't pay a lot of attention to that. If I see something that looks unusual, I delete it. But other than that, it, you know, if, if, if folks are not trained on this and how to recognize it, then they inadvertently let these people in. Very interesting topic. When we come back from the break, we're going to continue this conversation with Jordan Street. She is the president of Core Insurance Company, uh, based in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, They do business all over the country, by the way. So when we come back, we're going to continue this fascinating conversation. We'll talk a little more about cyber insurance. Then we're going to get into pandemic terrorism, active shooter. And then after that, we'll be talking about business interruption insurance for looting and destruction vandalism. So stay tuned. We've got a lot of ground to cover. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting here on the HIA radio network, coast to coast across the USA.
Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Shows are posted up there. Podcasts are posted up there. I get a lot of emails off that website. If you want to send me an email, please do that. We'll happy to respond to you. Also, my producer today, Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. This is a show that we've been looking to do for some time uh, with Jordan Street. She is the president of Core Insurance. Their website, and it's a really good one, there's a lot of information up there, is C-O-R-E-I-N-S, Core-I-N-S, dot U-S, C-O-R-I-N-S, dot U-S, C-O-R-E, rather, I-N-S, dot U-S. That's their website. Uh, and you can, uh, if you're interested in having them help you or look at something, they're happy to do that. They're great advisors, um, and they're happy to you know, guide you through if you have a question about, gee, do I have cyber insurance? Or I, already, I think I have it. What's it look like? Well, reach out to them. They'll be happy to counsel you and be happy to help you. So, Jordan, let's, let's talk about, let's say that your company gets compromised. What are they supposed to do then? Well, speaking to that, I wanted to tell you that actually a lot of people are thinking these days that maybe their company is not big enough or maybe they're not a target to these cyber attackers. And I wanted to bring up the point that actually it's the small to mid-range business owners that are seeing a 38% increase to being the ones affected. They're not going after the targets anymore. They're not going after Chase anymore because those guys are equipped with a team, an army, if you will, of people to you know get in front of this. So actually we're looking for what would be considered an easier target is a mid-sized business or a small business that don't have all those, you know, ways to protect themselves. And when that does happen, we want to make sure we actually, some people think we have cyber coverage on our policy and it really doesn't do all the jobs that we need it to do. Like we talked about that business interruption that may or may not be applicable on there. Or if we actually do get completely shut down and we can't find the guy, there's got, there's no resources to actually go get the person that's responsible for these things. So again, that's why we want to make sure we have a, a full blown true blue cyber policy and not just an endorsement to a current property policy. Wow. 38% increase and in, are going after 38% of the people going after now are small businesses. That's amazing. Correct. We've seen that's that's where everything's going these days. They're not looking for the bigger guys. They want to get, you know, someone like myself, I own a business and I am, I am a huge target for this because I have a lot of sensitive and personal information in my system and shutting me down is such a, a bad thing that I'd be willing to pay a ransom to not be shut down. So I'm actually a prime target just in my business. Yeah, and that makes sense. And I'm, you know, I think about the other PNC agencies out there. I think about um, health insurance agencies that have all kinds of personal information flowing through their computers. Um, you know, HIPAA compliant, all the rest of it. So that that that's exactly. really interesting. And and then then I think about medical practices, doctors, chiropractors. Um, you know, go down the Attorney's line. Offices. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah exactly. There's... Most professionals, uh, we have this exposure. It's it's huge. CPAs even are going to be directly affected by this. And typically, you know, those are not high PMC insurance, you know, policy type of businesses. But now because of the risk of cyber and how serious it has become and how common it is these days, they're actually having to come seek me out for these insurances. And, and really, we're having to be more comprehensive about how we approach it. Getting a quote, however, is pretty easy. It's actually interesting that how little they need to know to be able to give you an indication of what we're talking about annually. They're only asking for your your revenue amounts annually, your domain to your website, your address and your business names, and and we can get a quick indication off of you know four items. That's amazing. So that that's all they need. Repeat that again because I want to make sure that all the folks out there heard this. So in order to get a quote, they need what, Jordan? 
We need to know your estimated annual revenue this year. We need to know the domain name of your company's website, the name of your company, obviously, where it's where it's located, and then the main points of contact. And really, that's all we need to know because the policy is about indemnifying you or making you whole should we have a claim. And if you are not able to operate for a certain portion of time this year, how much are we able to you know, make that right for you? Wow. Well, that sounds pretty simple. And how quickly can you turn that around, Jordan? So the indication, that's kind of the funny insurance words we all kind of are getting to know. Indication means that I'm going to be pretty close. That takes about 48 hours um, to get a spot on the nose. It's not going to change for any reason. Quote, I'd like to have about five days, but that's really about all it takes. That's pretty fast. I mean, really, when you think about it, that's, uh, that, 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 that's pretty fast. The easiest way for people to reach you is probably the website, right? Coreins.us or C-O-R-E. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, it is. We have a, a way that you can reach out to us just to to have a conversation. We also have all of our direct phone numbers on there. We have a 1-800 number available to anyone that'd like to speak to us as well. And you can actually just ask for Jordan and I will be happy to have a conversation with anyone who wants to assess their potential risks here. Yeah, it certainly sounds like something people ought to be taking a look at. And you know, it's funny because I, uh, you know, I, I had not thought of this until you and I sat down in your conference room and started having that conversation. I was like, holy cow, you know, if I've been in business well, for, you know, 26, 27 years and never thought about, do I need to, I mean, I've got the, you know, the, the, the malware stuff on the computer and all the rest of it, but I don't think we had this policy back when we had the agency. So it's very interesting to hear, yeah. number one, that there is protection available, number two, that you can be trained to look for some of this stuff and make it less likely you're going to get hit. And then if you're a small business, you really do need to pay attention to it. So that's very good information. Thanks for letting us know all that. Let's shift gears now. We're going to talk about the pandemic. Um, And and what kind of brought this up, folks, and we're going to kind of run up on the break here in a few minutes, but what brought this up was we were sitting talking, and I said, so is there any insurance because of this pandemic? And your answer to that was... Kind of. No. That's right. And then you went on to use an example, though. You said something, you know, you said that I recall, let's see if I quote this correctly, that you thought you thought that Warren Buffett was probably rolling this around in his head um, uh, to think of a way that he could put an insurance uh, program out there that would would deal with this and talk about what you made you think of that, because I thought it was a pretty interesting analogy. We've got about two minutes left, but go ahead and uh, just kind of give the audience a a, a, a little snapshot of what you thought was going on as far as possibility of insurance coming into play. Well, what it reminded me of was the terrorism coverages and how they changed after 9-11 and even after the Oklahoma City Murrow Building bombings. You know, we really didn't have policies ready for something like that. And then when something happened, there wasn't insurance available for a long time based on what we had to figure out about how broad the, the you know, experience and the loss really was going to be. And so that kind of is where we're sitting now. So I do believe that we will figure this out and make adjustments too. So that's that's the headspace. Yeah, that, that's interesting because, um, you know, when we talked and you said, no, I did not know this, that there was no insurance for that kind of thing before 9-11 and some of these horrific events like we've seen. Um, right here in, 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 in the Kansas City metro, we had a horrible situation where a Jewish, Jewish community center was attacked. Uh, a man was killed in the process, um, you know, and, you know, we've seen this happen around the country, the Baptist Church in North Carolina that was attacked. Um, 
Um, you know, so this is definitely an issue. Uh, it's an issue people need to be aware of. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about maybe you're a school district out there, or maybe you've got a community center in your town, or maybe you're just a, a business that may have disgruntled employees and you have concern about that, whatever the case may be. But we'll talk about that active shooter insurance and what it looks like, uh, as well as terrorism uh, and the rest of it. So stay tuned. We're going to be back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate here on the HIA Radio Network. If you want more information, anything that you heard Jordan talk about, including this active shooter policy and some of the other things, their website is C-O-R-E-I-N-S, C-O-R-E-I-N-S, dot U-S. That's the website. You heard her say if you go up on the website, there's phone numbers up there. If you want to just have a chat, they are happy to do that. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break with more. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the Fruited Plain here on the HI Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. This show is going to be posted up there. If you want to tell somebody in your company about this or, hey, we need to look at that cyber insurance or this active shooter thing or we're going to talk about looting and vandalism here in a few minutes, all that's posted on the website. The podcast is up there. It's on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and Spreaker as well is on the website americashealthcareadvocate.com. Joining me today, uh, Jordan Street. Uh, she is in Fort Worth, Texas. I'm in my studios here at Tico Productions uh, in Kansas City. Information, if you want to reach out, maybe you just want to have a conversation with her, okay, or one of their folks about what you've got. Tell me if I've got this. If I got, Have I got enough coverage? Do I need coverage? What is it I've got? The website is C-O-R-E. I-N-S dot U-S, core I-N-S dot U-S is the website. ton of information up there, um, and their phone numbers are up there. If you want to just give them a call and have a conversation, they are happy to do that. All right, so we kind of went out of that last segment talking about, you know, this pandemic, terrorism, active shooter. Basically, there isn't really any insurance right now, um, Jordan, for the pandemic. Am I correct with that? I mean, that, that, that's an act of God type of thing, and it's not covered right now? There are, there's definitely what's called a binding moratorium, which means I cannot get coverage for it right now because we're in it. But the other side of it is as far as getting some, there really isn't a defined pandemic coverage. No, we have some things that we can, you know, try to endorse on policies. But as far as here's the coverage for this, no, we don't have it. We weren't prepared for something like this. We know the last time we saw it was 100 years ago, and and insurance has not really been prepared for that since. Interesting. So it's something, as this progresses, I promise we'll bring Jordan back on and talk about it once we start to see some movement in the marketplace and companies start to offer this. Let's switch gears, though. Let's talk about this active shooter thing because this has become a real problem. Um, Churches, synagogues, schools, community centers, even certain kinds of businesses have seen, you know, this happen across the country in isolated situations. So, you know, so how did these type of policies come to be? We talked a little bit about that coming out of 9-11 and the rest of it. So a little history on that. And then let's talk about, you know, do the current policies have coverage, Jordan? Well, so there's terrorism coverage and then there's, you know, active assailant coverage or active shooter. Those things are two different things. So traditional terrorism coverage doesn't always respond to incidents if the motives were not ideological or religious based. 
So if we have an active shooter, he's not going to be covered under your terrorism policy if he's not there because he had some, you know, spiritual revelation to do so, if that makes sense. Okay. If they're there for a different reason, we're going to need to find coverage on a completely separate policy, which is where active assailant came into play. There are about 427 mass shootings in the United States in 2017, and that really started a huge issue for us when it came into the insurance industry, when it came to things like business interruption or, you know, just the fact that we had liability cases on our hands. You know, we talked about this being a coverage that was for, you know, churches and schools and, you know, now we think movie theaters and those things, but we kind of forget about the business that's located next door. He has to shut down the dry cleaner, the, you know, uh, the corner store. They all have to shut down and lose all their, and have all that interruption because when something like this happens, there's no commerce happening in those areas. No, because what happens is it's a crime scene. And if it's if it's a if mm-hmm. it's a terror, is it, you've got Homeland Security, you've got FBI, you've got local police. I mean, you're you're out of business until they process that crime scene and go through whatever they're going to go through uh, before you ever get to open the doors back up again. If you get to open them back up at all, I got to go back to something you said. Did you say 417 cases of active shooter in the year 2018? Or- or 19? No, 400, 427 mass shootings were in the U.S. in 2017. Holy cow. I had no idea it was that high. I, I guess we've become a little jaded in terms of uh, that surprises me. I had no idea that, uh, you know, that that that, uh, that that even existed. So it sounds like the terrorism and the active shooter, and correct me if I'm wrong here, go hand in hand. You, you, it, it, it sounds almost like you need to have them both in order to have coverage because you don't know which one of these issues is going to be cause that person to do whatever it is they're going to do. Am I right about that? More importantly, you need to make sure if this is a a concern of yours that terrorism isn't excluded by form on your current coverages. Most of the time, terrorism is excluded, and you typically, whether you may have paid attention or not, have signed an exclusion form based on that. So it's important to have a look at that if you do feel like that's something that's a concern for your particular business type. Holy cow. So... (laughs) So it it, it it typically can be excluded in a policy, and you're probably not even going to notice that because it's in the fine print of the 42-page policy or whatever the case may be, unless somebody actually sat down and went through that line by line with you, correct? That could be the case, or in some cases with certain carriers, it's a, it's a big form that they're putting right in front of you, and we just don't necessarily know or pay attention to what we're rejecting. We may not know 100% what we're, what we're saying, even if it's in big, bold form in front of you. Okay, so let, let's kind of break this down a little bit. If I'm a school district, I'm a church, a synagogue, or I'm a community center, how difficult is it to get a policy like this? Is, is it doable? Um, how difficult is it to get, get in place? Again, these are not difficult, surprisingly. You would think these maybe have a bit more technicality to them, but at this point, they don't. Um, it's a very similar situation. We need to know, you know, how... How many, how many people we're seeing, you know, on a regular basis in the exposure, how often you have the, that many people there, you know, if you're a religious organization, a school, but they have been able to generate up premium indications pretty quickly. We're probably the same amount of turnaround time, about 48 hours to get a good indication of what we're talking about annually. Wow. So obviously then it is doable. So talk to the folks out there that, that, 
know they don't have this in place or haven't, how important do you think it is for them to at least take a look at this and see if they're at risk? I think it's just important, especially with everything that's going right now on right now, to be an informed consumer, whether you're a business owner or personally speaking. It's always important to understand value, and the only way to know value is if you actually go research, figure out what is available to you and what the cost is for that. For myself personally, I'm a big believer that liability insurance is the least expensive, and those are all the things we're talking about here. Is a, there's a lot of liability. That's a very broad coverage for very low premium. So I think it's important to go just as I would go to a doctor if I felt like I was sick, I wouldn't diagnose myself. I think it's always good to have a professional diagnose what you're dealing with and give you your options so that you can build value in your insurance program. It's only going to be as good as how well you sleep at night, in my personal opinion. I just want to make sure that people understand that there are so many additional coverages available that they may not know that they need, even down, down to brand rehabilitation. If you're next to a business that goes through something like a shooting or a terrorism issue or whatever and you still want to be able to stay in business, you're going to have to rehab your branding and your and everything. And those coverages are available to you. It just depends on what your risk thresholds are and what your preferences are. This is really kind of eye-opening, I must tell you. <laughs> you know, it, basically what it sounds to me like is people you are buying peace of mind here where it's something if it if god forbid it happens that you don't have to worry oh my god did we do it did did we get coverage for that i mean you can't you you, know, you always you know you all, i always told people on the health insurance side you don't buy in homeowner insurance when your house is on fire you buy it before so if it is on fire you've got coverage well the, the, the same analogy applies to this. You can't, you know, you don't, you don't look for coverage after after the incident or after something happens, whether it's the cyber insurance we talked about before, or whether it's this active shooter issue. The thing to do is, as I'm listening to you, Jordan, is you know, get your policy out, pick up the phone, um, and, and give you guys a call and see if if they if they need help or if they've already got something and it's adequate. Absolutely. We want to try to be an advisor, not a salesman. We want to look at your policies and and really give you a full diagnosis of what we think your pain points are and then address them. We like to believe if you don't know insurance, you need to know your agent. Yeah, I I really like that line. I I, I remember you saying that we were sitting in your office. Yeah, if you don't know insurance, yeah, you definitely need to know your agent. You definitely need to know what you've got or what you don't have Um, and, and what your exposure is. I mean, that I guess that's really the other thing is people need to understand you know what is their exposure because we all know what happens after something like this occurs there are going to be lawsuits right absolutely and you and I both actually know a mutual person that has been affected by some of the topics we've discussed today so just really making sure you understand that it's not that thought process of it won't happen to me it's literally happening to all of us yeah it is and and here's the thing people if if it if it does occur god forbid and you do have the policy in place one piece of good news is the insurance company steps in and they handle the lawsuit at that point so you've got coverage you've got you know professional help on the legal side and it takes that burden off of you am i correct in that jordan absolutely they have the duty to defend you and we, we a lot of our characters have great claim specialists involved in teams that will come in and, and advocate on your behalf all right we come back to the break we're going to switch gears now we're going to move to uh, you know we know what's going on in this country with with uh, the 
the protests and the riots and all the rest of it. We're going to talk about what's happening to business owners as a result of this. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA on the HIA radio network. My guest today, Jordan Street, joining me from Fort Worth, Texas. By the way, that is a great town. I have been to Dallas, Dallas, Texas more times than I can count. But I never went to Fort Fort Worth, and I stayed in Fort Worth, and I, I it was wonderful. People were great, um, even with all the COVID nineteen. They actually had restaurants open. It was the first time I got to go to a restaurant in three months. It was pretty nice. I was pretty excited about that. So, uh, uh, if you haven't been to Fort Worth, it's a great town, great hospitality, great people. So, the website for Jordan Street's company Core Insurance is Core C O R E I N S dot U S C O R E I N S dot U.S. is the website. Um, phone numbers are up there. Information is up there. If any of this that we have talked about, cyber insurance, active shooter, uh, uh, terrorism, all the stuff we just talked about, you heard her say it. These policies are typically not that expensive, but you know, it's something you need to take a look at because you don't want to be in a situation where it happens and then it's, oh my God, did we do this or didn't we do it? And what's our exposure now? And are we going to be sued and all the rest of it? So take a moment to look at it. Go to the website reach out to these folks they'll be happy just to have a conversation with you all right unfortunately in the light of what's going on right now jordan i have to ask you about this whole issue we see it across the country protests are protests but when protests turn to riots and riots turn to looting and vandalism and business destruction first of all if they don't have coverage for this now can they even get coverage for it so again kind of like anything else in, in property and casualty insurance once something has started it's too late we really need to try to preach as much on you know being prepared for these things as possible which i know is incredibly difficult to do but that's why we want to start going on overviews with everyone about their current coverages property insurance has a couple of different moving parts and we do have property coverages for you know destruction and um, typically it's in, considered vandalism and there are times that there are a terrorism effect even that aspect of things so it just kind of depends on in a riot looting situation a little further back is is what really is causing all of this so in this particular situation you know we have we have a cause behind it and when we look for coverage for this at this point i from my personal experience, I think that they would come from a vandalism standpoint. If you have coverage for that on your current policies, you should be able to recoup some damages in that space. So, I, you know, I think on a, of the many different stories that I've heard and business owners have, that have dealt with this. I, there was a business owner, and I forget what city it was in. I think it was in Santa Monica, California, actually. And he had a jewelry store, and he took all of his diamonds and all of his high-end expensive watches, his Rolexes and all the rest of it. He put them in a big safe in his store. And they went in and took the safe, which I thought was kind of amazing. Um, when you figured the size of that safe and what it probably weighed, that was quite an operation. How, if he, let's say he had coverage, theoretically, would that have been covered? Would he have had some ability to recover? Um, you know, what what the loss of property that he had as a result of that? You know, I'm as interested as you are on how that would play out, to be honest with you, because I see a couple of different things happening. That's theft. 
It's also, you know, a looting vandalism situation. So kind of, I think it, it's going to depend as most things do, because to me that sounds like a, a theft exposure and they may look for coverage in a different part of the policy for that. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, some of the other ones. Uh, liquor stores seem to be a big target in these things. Um, uh, so because they want to go in and take the liquor. So there's the damage to the store where they're smashing the windows and the doors to get in and get what they want. I assume that's mm-hmm. typically covered under a policy. But then there's the inventory, you know, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars of alcohol going out the door. How, how does that get handled from, first of all, the damage to the business and, and then the inventory that was stolen out of the business? <clears throat> so, so that's business property typically, um, and we do have coverage for that. It's in a different part of the policy. And what we need to be careful about, and I think what I want to make sure I'm touching on the most, is that you know what you have. You can elect to take a lesser amount of business personal property, or you may say, I have all of my inventory listed. But that's something that as someone who keeps something like that on hand should need to be addressing with their with their agent on a regular basis is how much inventory we have. What I've seen that's unfortunate is we think we have inventory coverage and we give it a limit typically and then we surpass that limit, don't tell anyone, and we only have coverage to coverage limit. Wow. That is that is eye opening and, and it's certainly something that people um you know need need to be thinking about. So you know and, and other businesses that, that we're we're not talking about inventory so much like restaurants. We had several restaurants here in Kansas City that had, you know, the the windows smashed out of them and they went in and they stole the liquor out of the restaurants. But, you know, and I, I would imagine that's probably not an enormous loss you know, based on what they had on hand, unless they had a giant wine cellar with, you know, Maybe. seven. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. Liquor represents a huge cost for a lot, of, especially fine dining establishments. That's a big part of their annual receipts is, is their, is their liquor amount. So it actually can be hundreds of thousands of dollars lost for a restaurant. Easily. And I didn't even think of that, but you make a very good point. And then what about now now the restaurant, you know, these these people in these businesses were just coming out of the COVID nineteen thing. A lot of them were starting to open up here in Kansas City. You know that we were we were doing. I've seen it around the country. Fort Worth was already up and running when I went there. They were doing social distance, all the rest. But now, just as they thought they were going to start opening up, now we're in a situation where where they, they, they've been shut down again. Business interruption insurance is that typically in play in something like this if they have it. If they have it, and again, speaking to if we, you know, depending upon how we classify this thing after it's all said and done, in order to get, you know, any kind of claim paid out, it's got to get all the way completely over with. And, you know, as we well know, there's things going on in all 50 states, and it doesn't seem like it's it's done yet. Um, we do have policies that will that will you know address the claims, but it's got to get ended before we can really assess, you know, what we're dealing with. You know. So, folks, there it is. Um, I we I know this is probably like drinking out of a fire hose, uh, all of you out there listening this day, but I thought it was really important. This is extremely topical based on what's going on. Um, these folks do an amazing job, uh, and, and, and I, I assure you, if you reach out to them, they'll give you objective information that can help you. Um, they are Core Insurance. It's C-O-R-E-I-N-S dot U-S is, is their website. Uh, you can speak directly to Jordan if you want to call. Jordan, thank you very much for doing this today. I'm sure we're going to be doing a few more of these um, because that was a lot of information for a lot of folks out there. Well, thank you so much for giving us an opportunity to chat, and I hope you guys stay safe. And we will all try to do that. And now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I leave you with this thought from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Americans must learn to live together as brothers and sisters 
but we will surely perish together as fools. There was never a time when that saying had more meaning than it does today. Please keep that in mind. Stay safe, people. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Once again, um, if you want information on this show, go up on the podcast. It's all up there on americashealthcareadvocate.com. Thanks again. Goodbye, America. Goodbye, America.